everybody, this is the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd. Andrew Payer, and to the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? And to the left, once again, Oscar Tayeda. What's up? And um, I was wondering this, because our listenership, um, many, many times I've wanted to do events where... I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, Buck and I or Oscar, you know, some of the people from the show, maybe we just hang out at a bar and invite, you know, people from the area. Just, hey, let's have a drink with the show, you know, to say hi sure. to the listeners because it'd be, it'd be cool to meet everybody. Maybe we'll plan that at a certain point. But the problem is that we do a podcast and our audience isn't just people in the LA area. Like our audience extends like the, the funny thing is probably our show, the biggest audience is kind of a middle America audience it's, it's people that don't live around here and wow. there are la people but there are people that also live in like england we have a bunch of listeners in england and canada so it'd be logistically hard you know it's not like you had a radio show where you're right in the neighborhood or you know where you could just go like oh you know we're gonna be at this place everybody come meet up you know right some of our most fervent fans are you know you know, t- 2,000 miles away from where we are. Middle America, that's interesting. Yeah, Middle America yeah. loves us. That's crazy. But um, I, I love them. I haven't been there. Yeah. Where is Middle Mid America? Uh, I, I know it's the heartland where Stater Brothers is. Yeah. Anywhere east of the 605 and before New York City. Huh. Pretty much is Middle America. So <laughs> once you hit Tustin, <laughs> you're in Middle America, and then it's just all Middle <clears throat> America till you hit uh, New Jersey. Me being a Californian, anything. Outside of California is back east, right? Every everything that's east. back east. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going yeah. to Vegas, going back east. That's baby. back east. Yeah, yeah, going, going back, back east. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I wondered, like, because I'm sure everybody who listens to podcasts. I'm sure most of the biggest podcasts all come out from Southern California, and so there's a certain Southern California bias to the stories people tell, or you know, when uh, you listen to Adam Carolla's show and he sits and he rants for 40 minutes about Antonio Villaraigosa. I wonder if anybody who doesn't live in California is like, yay, like, I care. <laughs> you know, like, nobody gives a shit because it's not, right. you know. We try to format our show so everybody gets into it. But then I wondered, do we have accents? Because, you know, hmm. I, I was in New York City, or in, um, oh, you can hear the crickets. They have they have California accents. You can hear them they're saying dude and like way too often. But uh, I was in um, Long Island with some relatives a while back. Hmm. When we did our Gawk Beach, our uh, show, a while, like the fourth show we've done, and I was talking to the relatives from my wife's side, and they, they told me that I sounded like Polly Shore when I talked to them. Like <laughs> I sounded like, "Hey, dude, buddy, man, you know, serves up, bro." And I was like, "I don't think I sound like that normally, right?" But to people in Texas that listen to our show, maybe we we have a total accent, or or do we just sound like the normal kind of media dialect that people have because most media is out of Los Angeles or people from there's my dog <laughs> Jeezy he's going for it today Murray is pissed yeah Mur- Murray's not having it today but I-, I wondered if we have an accent if people listen to our show and you know obviously people in England listen to us and you know what do I sound like to them I probably sound very slow and stupid right because I'm a little sl- you know, to English people, you're yeah. a little slow and I'm a stupid. Little, I'm a little low in the flow as far as like, I don't know, dialects go. I, I think I'm a little more laid back. Yeah, probably from the years of smoking. You know, weed. Yeah, yeah probably smoking. Yeah, but but um, you you do sound like that. But I'm sure you sound like a California guy. That you don't sound like the surfer dude or whatever. But right, and there's probably traces of the kind of Latino influence 
on the way we speak a little bit. C. In, C. Yes. C. Yes, C. C. Os- Oscar? C. Simone? No, just C. Just C? <laughs> but, you know, so I was wondering. So if you think that this show, if we have accents or whatever, hit us up, faroutpodcast.com, beneath one of the shows in the comments section, let us know. Just because you want to know how people perceive you. You sound like... Walter Cronkite to me. Oh, yeah, I do. I have yeah. that just generic American yeah. uh, voice. You actually Walter sound... Walter Cronkite slash Carrot Top. You sound like Top. Sam Donaldson. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to go into a... Or Tom Brokaw is what I... Tom Brokaw. I always feel like as, as a broadcaster... <laughs> you sound kind of like Tim Gunn. <laughs> Designers. <laughs> Start now. There you go. Designers, start now. Oh, Buck, I'm looking at your piece, and this really lacks originality with your use of the sequins mixed with a little bit of taffeta. <laughs> How did you think you're going to win with taffeta on this contest? And then you start sounding like Al Gore. The earth has a fever. But anyway, so I just wondered if, if uh, people think that. It's good. It, you know. If I reach down for a beer, you guys feel, you know? Um, as far as as accents from people that... People call the Far Out Hotline, right? Yeah, we... we no, they don't. Well, they, no. they, they have a little they bit, used but to. We, we, we don't pimp it enough. <laughs> True. But people that do call us, do, what do they sound like to you? Like... We had, we had one guy that called, and I was, I was kind of amazed. It was a guy, Devin Blanton, who always talks with me on Twitter, and he's a really cool guy. And uh, he hit us up on the far out phone, and he had like a heinous, crazy, over the top Texas accent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh my lord!" I was like, "People!" And th- then I had this whole. Con- I'm like, "Wow!" I think that everybody listening to our show like talks, sounds, looks like us. And you go, "Oh no, wait!" Like you know, it, uh, it it's 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 out there. We got man. some big text people out there, man. Yeah. So moving on, uh, we've we've got two things later on. We have some uh, Nazi Buddha stuff we want to talk about. We want to get into some deep. Say say what? Say who? Say who? Whoa! We we got some. Uh, we're gonna make some Indiana Jones talk a little later in the show. But right now, I want to get on to a uh, something that's uh, in the news. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. Well, it's, it's gonna be a little old by the time uh, we get to it. But it's an important topic that I think is very close to the hearts of our audience, and also as you know. Uh, people with wild, crazy alcohol addictions kind of close to us on the show. This is close to the heartland. Yeah. Which is where our listeners are. I guess uh, the University of Tennessee had quite a scandal recently when a member of the Pi Kappa Alpha hmm. fraternity, not Alpha Guy on Guy, Oscar. Oh. We used to always say that uh, people who are in fraternities, it was like, oh, you're from Alpha Guy on Guy? That's right. Yeah. Uh, we used to live by a bunch of frat guys at our place in Long Beach, a bunch of Long Beach State frat guys, which are the most low-end frat guys in the history of mankind. But yeah, because they're like, you know, 25 minutes from the school is where they lived. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, walking distance. And we... we before I get into this story, one, I remember one night the frat guys were mad at each other and we could hear them yelling at each other at the next apartment over. Mm-hmm. And I guess some of the frat guys went out and didn't invite their roommate. And I heard the guy yelling... Hey, man, you guys all went out to get some pussy and you didn't call me, dude. That's fucked up, bro. And like this argument went on forever. And we used to hear them having sex, Oscar, remember? Yeah. Remember one night we were sitting on the couch and this guy's just giving it to the girl. And it's the window right next to our window in our living room. And we're just trying to hang out and like watch The Last Waltz or something. (laughs) I don't know. And and we hear some girls just, just, just 
He did a good job. He really did a good job. Like she was really into it, and I was like, I've never heard a woman make that noise. <laughs> and uh, then, I was proud of him for a moment. I was proud. Then I felt really bad. I thought, man, I'm doing it wrong. You know. Sorry, this was an eye view. You could have yeah. got some pointers. No, just right behind it. We could hear it. It's like we were sitting on our couch, and the, there's a window behind the so couch. Saying, turn the couch around. This guy was just ruining this woman. And so then eventually I had to go to bed, and then I had a window, and then I think I would yell out the window to Oscar, who was in the living room, and be like, he's doing it, right? Yeah, and we just sat and listened to these people enjoy themselves all night. Nice. But anyway, I give them a 10. They, they did well. But anyway, so in the University of Tennessee, there was a bit of a scandal. And uh, the pie... Kappa Alpha Fraternity was accused of butt-chugging wine. Mm. The alleged butt-chugger was hospitalized with a reported 0.4 BAC, blood alcohol content. I've heard of this. This actually is the fastest way to get drunk. And the fraternity was suspended. So think about this. Wow. 0.4 BAC. Now, 0.08, which is not even to 0.1, it's illegal to to drive an automobile, right? right? 0.4 0.4 is basically like six times higher than that. So like that's that's a drunk. I've been drunk in my life. That's a drunk I have no concept of. That's like delirium tremens drunk in a Mark Twain story drunk. Hmm. Yeah. So this kid really got <laughs> good reference there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And the guy, they they said uh, this guy had a 0.4, and now the people in the fraternity are saying he wasn't butt chugging. Now, the question is, what is butt-chugging? Do you guys know what butt-chugging is? Just the name alone uh, suggests what? I'm sorry. I've heard a little bit about this. It's it's something to do with putting it right up your ass so it goes right into your system, yes. Yeah, so it goes right. So what you do is but maybe... how it's done, I don't know. I think there are many. My concept of it is that you have like a, a funnel, like you're doing a beer funnel. Yeah. You guys ever do a beer? You have a funnel, and then you have like a, a surgical tube. And then people, you know, they pour the beer down. Yeah, yeah. But, like, a, but, like a beer bong, but beer bong, you yeah. just put a beer bong up the ass. Yeah, but they cut out the middleman, which is the liver. And they, they, they put it up, the, the surgical tube up the butthole. So, so obviously you're enlisting, you know, some buddies and, and getting your buzz. Like you're not doing this because imagine if you were to butt chug yourself, it'd be very difficult. And, you know, you need some KY. I think I'd want to try it by myself first. Are you, are, you do it alone first? Just to practice. Yeah. Do you have to get like an enema before you do that? Ugh. Well, I don't. Well, who knows, right? I mean, you don't. You, you don't want. You don't want to pull the thing out and have shit. You definitely shit have one after. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is the enema, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And plus, I mean, is that yours for life? Are you? Are you gonna share that? Hey, that was good. There you go. Try it. Well, yeah. Yeah, well I don't. Let's see, it's weird because, like, you know, if you're sharing things that go in your mouth, you might be a little weird about sharing it. But up the like, butt is butt. You know, like if you put something up your butt and I put up my butt, it's kind of like, well. Are you going to split hairs? Yeah. Are you going to yeah, split yeah, ass hairs? Yeah, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. We're splitting ass hairs. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'd wonder. You know, maybe, well, maybe, you know, what I do is maybe take a lighter to it or rub it down with some alcohol. But there's alcohol going through, right? So you'd sit down and you put like a funnel, maybe you'd lay on your stomach and you'd, you'd put your butt cheeks out mm. so you'd look like a bike stand. And then somebody puts the tubing in your butt and then pours a beer. Or I guess this guy, they said it was wine. And I'm hoping it's cheap wine, right? Because <laughs> you know, this is, hopefully it's the Chuck Shaw. Yeah, I had a uh, seventy-five dollar bottle of Opus One. Put up my <laughs> anus. You know, like ninety-one points. No, I hope it was a good vintage. Cause, oh yeah, because then any you go to a restaurant, you get some shitty wine, sir. I've had better stuff shoved up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is some horrible wine. 
Well, the, the, the Cabernet is horrible. What's going to happen is there's going to be some Somaliers these days, which is like <laughs> <laughs> butt chugging is their thing. Like, Sir, I've butt chugged with the best. I've butt chugged. Sir, um, I know that we are at, we are at right now, we are at um, Masa in Los Angeles and you're having your wine. But may I suggest the Chianti up the rectum? <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, if we I bring out a. It is. Uh, the, Garson! It is the only way to truly taste Sonoma Valley. To truly taste, you must bypass the liver. Oh yes. And so you know they they just they just you know poured up the butt. And as a guy who's lived my life chasing a buzz, yeah, I I I now feel like at a certain point, like I have this nice couch now in the garage. I'm gonna lay down on the couch and I'm gonna pop open a Bud Light Platinum, butt chuck, keister it. Butt chug. <laughs> and then I don't know if you if you if you if you move back and forth to kind of get it up there, you just pour it in. Dangerous with just a bottle, man. You gotta go funnel. Yeah. Go funnel. These yeah, guys know what they're doing. The bottle's glass. That's what I'm saying. Don't do it. And you don't want to do like you know, like you do the shotgun beer Ugh. thing where you pull the, the beer tab and then you put a hole in it. You shotgun up your butthole. You're, you're thinking about this too much, yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about oh, they, have, know. they have heroin suppositories. I was reading recently the, the Tim Burgess from the Charlatans. Um, recently wrote a book and the Charlatans UK fucking amazing band oh yeah Us and Us Only and Telling Stories by the Charlatans UK amazing records um, he was saying that they used to do a bit um, that, that I guess was highlighted in a book about Fleetwood Mac where it was, it was called Cocainus <laughs> <laughs> which they would take a uh, like a straw and then they would take a Rizla like a, a wrapping paper, okay, and they would make a funnel with the Rizla, put the straw up the butt, and then you know load it. You get you got to chop that up finely. You don't want to be rocky going in the bottle. Oh yeah. And then they would you know do what's called cocainus, and the cocaine would go into your bloodstream through the rectum much you know quicker than if you, through the nose. Wow. And also, it does work if you put it in your dick hole. Oh. That's a it's a horrible waste of money. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, anyway. <laughs> How would you know? I mean, if Graham's 50 bucks, right? You know, $7. Do the math. It was, was it Richard Pryor was like, it cost me, ma'am, even my dick got a Jones now. It cost me $400 to get my dick hard. But, okay, so <laughs> I have some audio here from the University of Tennessee, and they wanted to fight off the rumors that this guy went to the hospital for butt chugging. So the, um, the, they, they called a lawyer which is like the fraternity lawyer in Tennessee, who's an interesting cat. So I have audio here of him speaking out against this. So let's hear it. And basically defending the fraternity whose, um, what do they call it, their registration or their uh, fraternity nest was revoked by the university. So he's defending them. Well, I don't want to see what the big deal is. Well, the guy went to the hospital, man. He was engaging in a dangerous drinking practice. He was so pretty. What? He could have. He could have just pounded a bunch of beer, he, and all of a sudden, he what? He could have pretty much died of alcohol poisoning. He literally ass pounded a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no joke. I mean, how much did he actually pour? What? <laughs> I mean, how much did he pour up his ass? Like, was it a, was it a glass? And all of a sudden, he's like, you know, four four percent, or is it? Like, oh, it's probably very a small amount. I'm sure it's like you know three shots right up the tuchus, and you're you're Say fucked one, up. One beer is too many. They gotta start doing PSAs about this, like uh, drunk driving. I don't think there's anything wrong. Just with say it. no. All right. Well, let's let's hear what he had to say. When Mr. Bach went into his hospital room at the University of Tennessee Medical Center, he asked Xander if he had been butt chugging. 
<laughs> and Xander's comment was, what in the world is that? I appeared about 30 minutes later, along with the chapter advisor of PICAP Alpha, and I informed him that the reason that I was there was to ask him whether or not he had been involved in an activity called butt chugging. <laughs> Sounds and like Hank Hill. he like I'd lost my mind and said, what is that? It's and a butt. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the first time that he had ever heard of the two words butt chugging, which have now <laughs> become two famous words across the United States and across the world. New coolest thing. Mr. Uh, Broughton, Broughton, and it's, it is Broughton, not Broughton, it's Broughton, Scotch. Get his name right. Uh, denies each and every allegation whatsoever that has been inferred that he may be a gay man. <laughs> he is a straight man, and he thinks that the idea and the concept of butt chugging is absolutely repulsive. Thank God that was cleared up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the fact that in shit. Tennessee, not only does he come out and say, hey, this guy wasn't butt chugging, but he's, he's not a homosexual. I'm not gay. Now, how, how would you think that's a homosexual <laughs> act? Like, like, you know, we could get dirty and describe ways which one could probably please themselves via butt chugging. But it's it, like clearly on the face of it, it's just a bunch of frat guys trying to get a buzz on the cheap, right? Apparently. Yeah, and, and so they had to go so far, maybe because it's Tennessee, it's Bible Belt, they're like, this man is not a homosexual, uh, and he does not ingest alcohol up his rectum. There is no way this man can in any way extrapolate and take any kind of pleasure. But what if the, maybe what if it did kind of touch the prostate gland a bit, you know? I just want to hear, like, uh, I'd like to hear your version of, like, a preacher, you know, because you know this is talked about in that small town the next Sunday, like, just going off about this butt chugging shit. No, there's been no. I don't want to preach, but there is a new practice going on around Tennessee at our local universities and institutional learning establishments that is not in the normal curricula. Amen. It is known as a practice, butt chugging. Mm-hmm. Now these crackers are down in Tennessee, putting Miller Lights up they tuchuses, bending over and taking alcohol in a way which the Lord never wanted us to receive his sacrament of wine. Mm -mm. Now, after Last Supper, they drank wine through their mouths, not through their anuses. Oh no. When John the Baptist passed the wine to Cleophas, the other... Brother, the other brother Cleophas, who was a he was one of the disciples you didn't hear about. Mm. Cleophas never said, Put this in my orifice. This is slowly turning into Richard Pryor. Good, and so you know, so that that's probably what's been saying in, in, the, in the churches down in Tennessee. But so I was thinking, but mm -hmm. but that let's say this. Here is a benefit, and I'm not saying that anybody listening to the show should ever butt chuck. <laughs> but let's say this. Let's say you're at a bar. Let's say you're driving, and you don't live close to home, but you want to put a buzz on. Yeah. Right? If you were to go to the bar, order up maybe a shot of Jameson, 
and have a good friend of yours. We're all friends here. And I yeah. think if any of us requested this, we would help each other out. Sure. If you said, you know, Buck, I'm driving. I don't want to get a DUI. Could you pour it up my ass? Because I think you could probably pass a breathalyzer. Oh. Right. You would blow like a 0.0 because the alcohol isn't coming out of your, your mouth. Hmm. Where, where, you know, you, you get a DUI because the alcohol goes through your mouth, right? Hmm. But if you poured it up the tuchus, they, they wouldn't know unless they give you like a butalizer. Wow. That's going to be a new thing now. Yeah. I mean, if they gave you the thing where they draw the blood and then, you know, they do that for the DUI. But if you just did it like that, that might be a new cool way for people to drive buzzed, which is also not cool. But for people to do that and not get caught. I think you're thinking of ways to do this, this drunk driving thing. You're going you're gonna to butt chug. You actually want me to help you, right? This is like a chick uh, holding another chick's hair back while she's puking. You yeah. want me to do this shit, right? Buck, I need you right now. That's what I'm saying. Buck, I want to have this Jameson Rocks. But, I don't know. But take the ice out. Because <laughs> that would be very cold. Because it's going someplace. To have a nice, cool... <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's margarita night where you're getting nice and slushy. Oh. With the salt. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that if you had any fissures in your anus and you you poured that oh. that salty margarita up there, that would be a uh, tequila, salt tequila, salt tequila <laughs> with some lines. For show updates and hashtag Real Talk, follow us on Twitter at Far Out Podcast at Todd A Perry. That's with one D and at Buck Perez. To follow any member of the rotating gang of cigar store Indians, see who Far Out follows. So, Monster's got a story here that uh, I, I I recently found uh, quite interesting in the in the in the news. Uh, Oscar, what do you got? German researchers say a heavy Buddha statue brought to Europe by the Nazis was carved from a meteorite that likely fell 10,000 years ago along the Siberian-Mongolian border. Oh, wow. Okay. How do you guys feel about that so far? Uh, I feel these are all good things. Meteorites, Nazis, and Mongolia. Yeah, it sounds very sci-fi. It's actually being called the Space Buddha. Oh, badass. The Space Buddha, also known as... Iron Man, yes. yes. Nice. Uh, it's, also, it's known as Iron Man to researchers, is of unknown age, mm. though the best estimated date is from ten, in the 10th century. Okay. How do you guys feel about that? I, I'm feeling pretty good about this. The carving depicts a man. I like this Buddha. Yeah, he's, he actually looks pretty good. He's cool. He's Buddha. The carving depicts a man, probably a Buddha god, a Buddhist god, sorry, perched... Uh, Perched with his legs tucked in, holding something in his left hand. Mm, okay. It looks like some kind of jar. Um, in his chest, the Buddha has a swastika. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, Say what now? He has a swastika symbol uh, of luck. Hmm. Yeah, because in, in ancient times, the swastika was seen as, as, as a sign of luck in the Hindu religions and Buddhists and everything. And then it was later co-opted and the brand was taken over by Adolf Hitler and his goons. Wow, really? Yeah, the, the, the swastika is a really positive thing. I don't watch enough history channel. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. One can speculate whether the, whether the swastika symbol on the statue was potentially was a potential motivation to displace, to displace the Iron Man meteorite artifact to Germany. Well, can I see it? Sure. Can I see what this guy looks yeah, like? Yeah, so it's basically a picture with a Buddha made out of meteorite. So it's basically space. It's a space Buddha 
carved by uh, probably like ancient Tibetans Ooh, yeah. or something. Oh. And then it has a big uh, swastika on it. It's a huge... And so then the Nazis wanted it, right? Yeah. I hope that the next Iron Man comic does not have a, like a swastika on his, uh, <laughs> his thing. I hope that Robert Downey Jr. does not have that instead of like, you know, the... The, the glowing the, the glowing heart thing. Yeah. It's like, what's cooler than Iron Man? Iron Man with a swastika. What if Terrence Howard came out and did that shit? Mm. That'd be badass. That'd be fucking dope, right? Much yeah. cooler than Don Cheadle doing I it. I think, I think Don, so. Don Cheadle would be dope. No, no. But this lends itself to, I know right now they're trying to do one more Indiana Jones film. Yeah. Right? Now, if, now, if you had Indiana Jones... And let's let's see. I think I think the movie would be called something like um, Indiana Jones and the Tomb of the Nazi Space Buddha. That sounds like a big win, right? The Tomb of the Nazi Space Buddha. So you have how about Indiana Jones versus Iron Man? How about yeah? There you go. But there's no Iron Man. I mean, it's called the Iron Man, but that 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 would just be like a, a weird another way with they're trying to foist comic book characters <laughs> on an already established cool genre, which is. Indiana Jones, you know? Hmm. The last Indiana Jones sucked balls, right? Yes, yes. It, it did. really sucked. So they got to reinvent, they got to reboot. Yeah. But much they, like much like the Spider-Man. They got to reboot. They got to reboot. They got to reboot. But the, the the interesting thing is the, the kind of the failure of the last one was the space alien angle, right? Oh, right. it's horrible. I figured that if you are, you know, George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford are getting together and saying, "You know what? We got to go back to what worked for us." And what worked for them always was Nazis, right? Sure. What worked for them always was, this artifact belongs in a fucking museum. Right. Belongs yeah, yeah, in yeah. a museum. This, this space Buddha belongs in a museum. Yeah. So maybe the next Indiana Jones can be Indiana Jones hears about Adolf Hitler being interested in the... So it'll be, a, it'll be a prequel. Now, is it going to be a prequel to, 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 to The Last Crusade? Or is it going to be a pre- obviously a prequel to the whole uh, Area 51? No, I'm yeah. going to say, because you're still going to have old Harrison Ford. There's no way around that. There's mm-hmm. no way you can make him do, do what they did to Jeff Bridges and Tron and make him look young and then old in the same movie. That's that, awesome. I mean, George Lucas would try that. That barely worked, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, it, it was just weird. Barely. It felt very awkward. I liked it. Hmm. It was cool. Yeah. It was like English hip-hop. It, was like, it just it was felt like weird. watching a video game. Yeah. And it was Tron. And then it was like the dude coming out with a beard. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they can all hit two dudes. Mm, Just two true. dudes in a room. Yeah. But what I figure is, what the, here, here's where they, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong with this, but here's what they do. They take Indiana Jones and they put him in 1960. Mm. Now, in I'm feeling it. Argentina, there were still tons of Nazis. That's they right. all fled to Argentina because Argentina had let, let all the, the Nazis live there when they, when they fled Germany. And they had, I guess, the, um, was it Simon Wiesenthal went into Argentina to find guys like Mangala and, yeah. and mm. shit like that. We used, we used to have a... Uh, Eichmann. Eichmann. And they, they all ran to Argentina. And Oscar and I used to have a, a, a little gorilla that we had. It was a L.A. Zoo gorilla yeah. that we used to have on top of our TV. We called him Simon Wiesenthal. <laughs> Right. Yes. And so, and so, here's the deal: Indiana Jones has to go to Argentina to find the Nazis that have spirited away the Nazi space Buddha, and the Argentinian Nazis are surfers. And the name of the film is "Surf Buddha's Must Die." 
not like what was it? Serve Nazis must die. Serve Nazis. Serve Nazi Buddha's must die. Sorry. Serve so Nazi Buddha. The Nazis could have taken up serving because this is big time this surf is, days. That's the Beach what I'm Boys saying. are playing. This is know, happening. Much like in the intro to the last Indiana Jones movie where they're playing Elvis Presley. Yeah. This could be 1965. These are surf Nazis, but they're all older and they're they but they've all taken up with young. Beautiful Argentine women. Ah, Buenos Aires. And then, now, now does che, now does Che Guevara get involved? Because Che Guevara is in Argentina. He's in, in that time. He's in that time. In the fifties, fifty-eight mm. maybe. Che Guevara is in there before he makes his way over to Cuba. I guess for the revolution in fifty-nine. Yeah. Was that there? He he can't be. So maybe this is nineteen fifty-eight. Right, it's right after the last Indiana Jones film. If okay. if, if Che Guevara is not in it, we'll have a young Hugo Chavez. All right, we'll just put Hugo Chavez in there just for. But, but he's like not a, Argentinian. Like, like a nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just walking through Argentina, though. Just hanging out. Yeah, with a sign that says Who's Hugo Chavez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll walk away, and his back he'll say Hugo Chavez. It'll be just as forced. Like, who, who, it'll be just as forced as Baby Boba Fett in the last Star Wars yeah. movies, where the yeah, right. yeah. Okay, so we have we have we have yep, young Hugo Chavez. Yeah. Wait, but now the the Buddha needs to harness some kind of power, otherwise there'd be no reason for him to keep it. What's the point? Maybe they believe that through the power of the Nazi space Buddha, they can bring Adolf Hitler back to life. There you go, and get the Third Reich happening again. Yeah, you get that. Right. Now, at this point. Che Guevara is like in his motorcycle diary. You know, he, he's riding a motorcycle around doing his shit. Now, Che Guevara is the bad guy. And he's, oh. he's with the Nazis. He's like the main bad guy. He's like the, like the Molarom or whatever, right? Really? He's like the Molarom or the... Um, who is, who is it? Or the, like the, 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 the German guy in Last Crusade or Belloc. He's like that kind of guy. Yeah. Mm. And he, he's working with the Nazis because he believes if he gets this power, they can kind of co-op some of that national socialism stuff and take a little power and give a little bit of money to the revolutions he's playing, the communist revolutions he's doing. And young but Hugo Chavez. Why would a sorry. communist be working with a fascist regime? Because they want the power of the space Buddha. Once mm. you realize that he can start bringing people back to life, then he can bring back to life Karl Marx. So they and get like Adolf Vi, Hitler, Vi, and they get Vi, and then they can rub some of the space Buddha shit on the body of Vi Lenin hanging out there. And now, as as he's been said, as the great patriot American Indiana Jones became the last one, he's working with the CIA and shit, right? Yeah. After surviving the uh, refrigerator blast, <sighs> ridiculous, right? And so that that's how it all boils down. So you have Nazis, you have communists, just like in the last one. You have young surfing, he- surfing, surfing. Hugo Chavez, and um, and and then and then there's oil involved somehow. Yeah, but, yeah, and and then then it all works out. But the, the problem is that in other Indiana Jones films, they had like um, the Crystal Skull, and that you could move that from place to place, right? You had the, the Buddha. Shop. The Buddha can't move around. How uh-huh. big is this Buddha? It, well, if you look at the picture, it looks to be pretty. I mean, it's at least you know, I don't know. It's made Not, out of meteorite. It's probably it's made out of pure iron. So it's fucking heavy, regardless. It's at, it's at least four by six. It's heavy. It's really heavy. Like he can't put it in his satchel. He's gonna need a dolly. Oh, you know he's gonna need a dolly to move that through Argentina, and that's part of the problem. It's not like a Shankara stone, or I mean, the Lost Ark was a bitch to move. Yeah. So sure. they're gonna need to co-op some Nazi flying wings that are in really bad shape after World War II, twenty years out. Yeah. And then. Um, He's divorced Marion because that was a shitty plot line in the last movie. You bring back Allison Duty, who was the cute chick from Last Crusade, who was the most oh. bangable oh, yeah. Indiana Jones girl. No. What? I don't think so. All I have to do is scream. 
Oh, she was hot. She yeah. was hot. Yeah, she was. Really? You're saying she's not the hottest? Saying Come Mary? On. You're saying Willie Scott is hotter than that? Hmm. And her prime. I'd say they bring back uh, Spielberg's wife. Kate Capshaw, Willie Scott. Yeah. No, 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 no. They bring back the chick from Modern Family with the big tits, Sofia Vergara, oh. and she's Argentinian. There you go. There and, you and he's like, you're too much for me to handle. Vavoom. Yeah. And she's like, chuddle, chuddle, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> and Short Round is his accountant. Very bad time. So I, I think th- this movie could actually work. I think it would be pretty good, right? Argentinians, Nazis, now, does communist Shia revolutions. Come back? Yeah, I, I actually liked him in the last oh, movie. People really? missed that, but even the monkey scene. No, no, the, the scene was horrible. But I thought his character was decent. Was it? No, I don't know. No, I, I agree with Oscar. He's dead. He's he, done. Dude. He gets killed by Che Guevara, who kills his son. No, nope. and he has that Captain Kirk moment, like when the Klingons, "You killed my son," right? There you go, young Hugo. So I'd like to hear your guys' take on this. FaroutPodcast.com. Put up your comments. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to today's show. Buck Perez. Oh, thank you. Oscar Taeda. Todd Perry saying, Akbaka, Baka Chaka. Baka Chaka. <laughs>